0: Betches Media presents. Chrissy
1: Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going
2: to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. The Betches Up Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. Hello, this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm Amanda Duberman, the news director at Betches.
3: I'm Millie Tamaris, comedian and sub-video contributor. Here we are. This is the weirdest week, one of the weirdest week of the year,
2: one of the weirdest weeks rather. It's like this one and then the week between Christmas and New Year's. This one just feels very, is it sleepy for you or is it like, is the freelance hustle just always a grind?
3: I mean, it always is a grind, but also very sleepy because there's definitely like this energy of... Well, people are not going to email you back. Like even though you're working and grinding, no one else is. So, you're just fucked. Yeah, that's true. There are
2: entire I I feel really badly like after this I do need to text Brian about something very exciting, but he's 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 on like a year he's he's in, he's in Europe with his dog. He is living the life
3: Ah, uh, so nice. I love seeing people travel with their dogs. Did you see there's that crazy TikTok of that girl who like rented a charter <laughs> private PJ to get her like big ass Great Dane to move to Paris? And now it's like her whole brand is that she once hired a private jet
2: <laughs> to get her animal to
3: Paris. The Moving cross the fucking world with that big ass dog like that's crazy yeah
2: yeah I don't think I would for me it wouldn't be a vacation if Morty was there like I'm just too attentive and he's too needy I just like I love taking him places it's really fun to like go out I find it much easier actually to take him out places in Brooklyn like just the, the mm-hmm. sidewalks aren't as crowded and he's not as manic he'll just sort mm-hmm. of relax but yeah if I'm going to Europe I don't want the old ball and chain
3: well yeah that's what I was thinking too because you know I, I went to California New Mexico and everywhere was dog friendly you know and like Northern California is famous for some dog beach walk-in but it's literally beside outside of that is the stressful thing of like what if I want to spontaneously go to this restaurant or this and that but yeah they're moving to Paris so the only (laughs) thing that can justify taking a dog is if you're spending more than three weeks that's what I said yeah Mike was like genuinely I think
2: a little chasing that I didn't agree to bring Morty on our honeymoon I was like it is our honeymoon it's our honeymoon and literally the hotel is like you know you they're like you're not allowed to leave with the dog and the, the, the dog can't be in the room alone which was not was not gonna work I was like the dog yeah, can spend a week by himself so I can go on my on my honeymoon yeah so, okay so a sleepier week for us but I like you will be picking up on on the the new gospel of madam secretary I mean not the new gospel the old gospel but
3: you have been <laughs> raving yeah, 2414 gospel it's very fun. I just also, it's just fun to see these things because there's a her daughter, like the oldest daughter, Stevie, the and Madam Secretary, there's this scene where she's walking and she's just wearing such 2014 fashion. <laughs> she's wearing like a fedora, an infinity scarf, fingerless gloves, uh. tights, and ankle boots. And I'm like, bitch, yes, transport me back. Whereas like Suits is very timeless in mm-hmm. that. It the fashion is very much like this is how men think women dress. Right, like like their hair is always down and stuff. Like their hair is always down. They're always wearing like ten inch heels to work and like dresses. None of the women wear pants. It's crazy. Like it's like it's like the opposite of novelas, where the evil <laughs> pe- the good people have blonde hair and the evil people have dark hair in in suits. All the good women have dresses on and all the bad women wear pants. (laughs) That's hilarious. But Madam Secretary is very much all over the spectrum except for the clothes and the makeup is very much... It just, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, oh, 2015, you mean like last year? No. But then when you see a look from 2015, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was a long time ago. Yeah, like
2: looking at like what like Blake Lively used to wear, like she was oh my like my god. fashion god.
3: <laughs> and now I, I watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2 for a job that I had recently. Nice. And I was like, wow, Blake Lively was really, she was like the sporty guy's gal, Mm -hmm, whatever. And mm -hmm. it was like cargo, like the the lowest shorts I've ever seen. Right. But she was also in her
2: early work, like very kind of lesbian coded.
3: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. That was like, but that's like the guy's gal. That's true. Aesthetic Mm -hmm. of lesbian. But you know, now everything's lesbian coded. (laughs) Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Including our next
2: story, which is Trump's mugshot. No, I don't know if I don't know if that's lesbian. That might be the least <laughs> lesbian coded thing that's ever happened. That's very strange. Today, our number is seven point one million dollars. That is how much Donald Trump fundraised since his mugshot was released last Thursday night. He had the single best fundraising day of his campaign on Friday, which is the day after it was released, and that fundraising has come from direct donations. The old people who he's conned into giving their life savings but also merch sales so after he was taken into custody his team wasted no time they started selling shirts posters bumper stickers and beverage coolers bearing trump's scowling mugshot and the items all have the tagline never surrender which is hilarious because they picture they show him
3: surrendering Surrendering. that's literally what a mugshot is you've surrendered and they've taken a photo this is a lesson for all of us right Sometimes we have something that we're trying to avoid and we're trying to run away from, but when you lean into it, it could be your biggest success. And that is what he, cause they, he did not imagine if he would have just taken the mugshot. Imagine if we had four mugshots, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but he didn't want to take a mugshot in Miami. He didn't want to take a mugshot in all the other crimes. And guess what? He took the mugshot. Seven point one million dollars. So I'm just saying, for broader, we're 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 zooming out to our listeners and saying that if there's something that you're avoiding, lean into it, baby. Trump, Trump never surrender, surrender. I mean, money off Trump's entire brand is
2: leaning into his worst qualities, and so he will absolutely. The thing that pisses me off quite a bit about this mugshot, actually, is that. I mean, they're t- he's totally off-center. And I know they have to be to have the little, you know, the the sheriff's watermark. <laughs> yeah. But I just hate how off-center it rip. is. Yeah. No, oh, you, you can't you can't. So. He did though. He did. Donald Trump got it off. So now he just looks <laughs> off-center. But did this mugshot, I mean, one of those moments on the internet that was probably definitely kind of a, a top Top five. I mean, number one will always be. We say pretty much every show. The day Trump got COVID, that was yeah, the best was day on the internet. Great. That
3: was pretty. Great. That was pretty. Great. So
2: this was. Um, uh, I don't know. There wasn't a localized Twitter. Twitter was pretty good. The memes were pretty good. It was kind of the same joke over and over again. But um, yeah,
3: he looked he looked like shit, and I think that's what we wanted. I love there was like a America's Next Top Model like meme yeah. where it was like Tyra was looking at the photos and it was Trump's mugshot and it's like you're eliminated. Perfect. Yeah, and it's just like. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. I'm like, was it better? I guess it's better that he was scowling. Mm -hmm. Because if he was smiling, it'd be too on the nose. Yeah. But he's scowling, so that's like part of the brand. I think like. The fake was better, I think. Did you see the fake one? Yeah, the fake one that went around
2: pretty early. And I just, it was like me and like the other sickest people on the internet who were like, no, that's not the tie he's wearing today because <laughs> it was a different tie. He was much more orange. This one, the lighting, you couldn't really get a sense of. He did kind of look like that scene in Sex in the City. And Sarah Jessica Parker is beautiful. But when she's in Mexico and wakes up and her entire face is like scrunched and pinched and just arid, yeah. that's what it was giving to me. Like that, he doesn't drink water. He hasn't had water in 72 hours. That's insane.
3: Also, like, right? Didn't he spend overnight in jail? No, no, some guys. No, forty though. minutes. So forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, two things, right? One was like out of this whole thing and out of all the mugshots, a lot of black Twitter and um, and you know, black TikTok, black talk. I don't. No one says that. Please don't. Quote I me like that. it. I, I, no one says black talk. What talks, I please, think I'm, matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Somebody made this point of like, all of them got bond except for the black guy that's involved in the election fraud. And this is also a bigger lesson, zooming out, zooming out, zooming out. Tokens get spent. And that's the thing. Tokens will get spent. Tokens Mm -hmm. don't, the rules do not apply Mm -hmm. to the tokens, you Mm -hmm. know? So this is like, to all the, you know, black conservative, conservatives of color... Um, Herman Cain, Herman. Listen, that's exactly the same thing yeah. was like everyone got COVID, but guess who didn't survive? Herman Cain, everyone did election fraud, but guess who fucking is still in jail? Yeah. This Harrison motherfucker. Floyd. Harrison Floyd. So let me just tell you something. Yeah. Tokens get spent. And also it just really, I had an on, I'm in a WhatsApp group chat, like every ethnic minority that lives in the <laughs> United States of course. um, with my family. Um and you know listen if you're a, if you're an ethnic minority in the, you are and you've muted several family group chats and I'm about to mute another one because my <laughs> aunt sent this crazy one Uh-oh. that was like this argentinian woman talking with the make America great again hat saying how what a victory this mugshot was so it's just like we're operating on different dimensions this is what. Now I get when they when that C-SPAN alien Mm -hmm. news brief that was like, we have debris from non-human biologicals because we don't want to denote origin because it could be from a different time or a different dimension. It's these fucking people that think that the milk shot is a victory.
2: They're the ones that are making their own. Have you seen this? The conservatives that are like posing for their own like it's in solidarity, like it's uh, a... It it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day.
1: healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too.
2: Okay. Now on to the main news. A 21 year old man went on a racist shooting rampage in Jacksonville, Florida over the weekend, killing three people. The shooter arrived at the dollar general to carry out the massacre after attempting to get into a historically black university nearby where he was like turned away. They raised some alarms. Um, yeah, they were like, there's a guy sketchy ass guy with a tactical vest. He should not be here. Despite a documented history of incidents with the state, the gunman legally purchased the weapons he used in the shooting, which included an AR-15 style rifle. I think I say this every time this happens, which is often, is that like a lot of times the people, the gun, the two way people will use it as a flex. Like, oh, he got the guns legally. And for gun safety advocates, yes, that's our point. Uh, This guy had included he had some situations in the past where he was it included a 72 hour psychiatric evaluation. Uh, he was not like admitted for treatment after that, but he was held for 72 hours at one point. And he was also, uh, the cops were called for a domestic disturbance. I think both of these happened when he was under 18, which might have been the issue. Um, Florida has a legislation that that 72-hour hold did not show up in a background check. Oh the gunman, God. who was also dead, he died by suicide. He left a suicide note and then... As you know by now, 20 pages of extremely racist writing. His rifles that he got legally had swastikas on them. He left that day, obviously, to kill black people.
3: Well, but he's not a white supremacist system <laughs> Is is the real that's the real discussion, is that people mm. many news outlets are not even calling him, a, you know, mm-hmm. white supremacist or racist. Yeah. Or racist and Yeah, I just feel like, you know, mass shooting events, it are really disturbing. You know, it's a disturbing fucking reality of this country. But also, like, this was a targeted racist one. You know, I think it's so... I mean, talk about intersections of different Mm -hmm. issues. The fact that it's at a Dollar General, you know... um, a lot of, you know, black neighborhoods are food deserts. So that's essentially the grocery store. That's exactly what the guy in Buffalo did, where he's like, I'm going to go to a place where black people congregate or are, you know, where they need to do like their things. And it was like a university, which was so troubling and so sick. And then to do it at a fucking Dollar General, this is like, these are just like, poor you know poor black people that are trying to fucking eat and get Clorox for a dollar you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. just so disgusting and i think that a conversation that's being had right now is the culpability of Ron DeSantis with all of this and all his recent yeah. legislation and the fact that he was recently booed at the memorial in Jacksonville um is just really really telling you know um and yeah, it's it's really funny because Jacksonville has a Democratic mayor, mm-hmm. is right now, you know, so it's eh. there's a lot of interesting things with right. this, but it's just so sad and so fucked up.
2: Right. And it's obviously easy to make fun of Ron DeSantis not looking like a human
3: mm-hmm. and
2: to us, because like he's not our governor. But he just provides, like we've said it a million times, it's nothing new, like his opinions, him saying like, actually, um, it's not worth, actually slavery Slavery provided a benefit. It just oh. legitimizes that 20-year-old kid who also has, he's like, my well, my governor is saying things that are not far off from the views I have. He might even just be dog whistling to me. So like if the leader of your state is doing that, if the, if the front runner for the nomination – for the Republican nomination is doing that. Like it hits those people differently. It's just like, you know, it makes you think of the times where it's like we hear it and it's like there Trump goes again, there's another one with Ron DeSantis and it's like obviously necessarily we disassociate and we're like god, this keeps happening. This is horrible. This is horrible. And then you realize how the people who hold those beliefs when they hear that, they receive it and they take it in and they take it as a validation. Mm-hmm. Um and of course he absolutely should be booed. Like saying that that the history does not deserve to be and I don't know it was on the 60th anniversary of the march on washington and like i i, I think the the murderer probably knew that he probably if he was this racist, he probably, you know, chose some sort. There was also an anniversary of something race in Jacksonville. So, yeah. yeah,
3: I know. Maybe he didn't because they don't teach that in schools in Florida anyway. But yeah. yeah. It makes you
2: wonder, like in Florida history class, is this going to be called a racially motivated event? Is it going to know about the 20 pages of racist screeds? It's like, of course, there were 20 pages of re-
3: racist screeds. Like, of course, you didn't know it's just like this vulnerable. I mean, there's just so much, you know, again, like 20 young men between the ages of like 16 to 20, like Mm -hmm. so vulnerable, so susceptible. I mean, you know, really like young white men in this country, like very high suicide risk in general. So like, it's just a lot and then of this then this
2: this racist impulse to take people with you when you
3: go i know and then like also it i just then ar15 like no one needs that nobody nobody needs that like it's just so it's it's just a lot of issues that have come to the surface at once and unfortunately has resulted into three people losing their lives you know because of you know, and, and and I think that's just another thing that, again, you brought up is like Ron DeSantis is a meme and he's stupid and blah, blah, blah and meatball Ron. But he is he is a man in power mm-hmm. who's ra- radicalizing young people into these toxic views and his legislation of open carry and like, let's, you know, pleasing gun activists and all that shit has consequences and the consequences of dead black people. Yeah,
2: absolutely. All right. Now we'll move on to a uh, women's rights and women's wrongs. Uh, dealing today in women's rights, as in your right to not be forcibly kissed. So we did touch on this the last time we talked about the women's world cup champions, but that discussion was about how they had triumphed despite their shitty coach who they all hated and did some like really weird control and creepy behavior. And that conversation, we talked about how men's egos and bad behavior have marred women's victories and made them more difficult to succeed in general over like centuries. We're having this conversation again today, but about a totally different dude. I think we did mention this like offhand at the, at the, uh, the first conversation about this, but so mm-hmm. Louise Rubiales, am I saying that right?
3: I mean, yeah. Without an
2: accent? Okay. <laughs> I
3: mean, you can lisp if you want to. Okay. You can lisp the whole night around. Not today. Friends don't lisp. I'm sorry. He's the president of- They're the colonizers. We don't have to pronounce their name correctly, Amanda, <laughs> but continue.
2: Louise Rubiales is the, yeah, that's why I'm pronouncing it without Rubiales. it. Is the president, yeah, I'm not doing that, is the president of the Spanish Soccer Federation. So like we said, when Span, Spain won the World Cup, Don't, <laughs> even, fucking, don't even
3: fucking pronounce the <laughs> colonizer's country correctly. Uh,
2: he was super, enth- he was just being kind of weird. He was like hugging and kissing team members on the cheek. But you know when it's like, you know when a gross older man is kissing you on the cheek, but it's like he's really kind of kissing your neck and it's just not good. It's just unwanted. That's disgusting. And uh, except for Jennifer Hermoso, whose face he grabbed and he forced a kiss on the lips. Um, it, this has gone around. It's very clear she's just sort of like thrown off guard. <laughs> it's viral, reading? which is it's crazy. so viral, like. it's terrible. Before that, immediate, and he's denying it. I mean, he's not it's denying, it denying it. kissing her, but he <laughs> was like, this best. was fine. He was like... Like this is not a funny story in essence but the way no, this no, man no, it has is. doubled down I know. to his to make it so much worse for himself even though he's such a creep so before that like this was happening i think when he she got her medal he kissed her on the lips but before that right when spain won he just grabs his crotch okay at the women's world cup grabs his crotch i guess this is a gesture of victory if you have if you've got stuff down there but Next to him was 16 year old, a 16 year old Spanish princess standing next to him. I guess he's defended this. He was like, oh, I I grabbed that part of my body in a state of euphoria. And I was looking around for the coach, Jorge Vilda, you know, because we've been through so much. And I was like, so you're grabbing your dick looking for your, your, your colleague who also helped you be an ass to this (laughs) woman. Anyway, this guy's the worst man ever. So Jenny Hermosa said in the immediate aftermath, you know, she said she didn't like this and it made her uncomfortable she was asked about it a lot in the immediate aftermath. And like, think about this. Like you're somebody who's literally had the most, like Amelia, imagine you're winning an Emmy and somebody no. kisses you on, on the lips. And then you're yeah. asked, you're kind of just wanting, I, I don't, I think if something I, I would sort of honestly just disassociate and sort of be like, I'm going to pretend this didn't happen for the next six hours and try to enjoy myself. And so she was kind of like, no, I don't even know if she was brushing it off. She said, she's heard saying she didn't like it. But then I guess in other like offhand things, she's like, Oh, it's fine. Like it wasn't a big deal, but never really like engaging with what yeah, happened.
3: It's the biggest moment of your career. You don't want to make it about some stupid bald man kissing you. Like, right. Right. You fucking won the world. Yes. Cup. Unless like me, you're married to a stupid bald man. Then it's fine. And <laughs> also like, as we said, like a few episodes ago, the hardest World Cup ever mm-hmm. for
2: women, absolutely. So he initially, so he does this, he kisses her. Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Widespread. Ruby Alice initially calls the critics idiots, and then he like kind of apologizes. He's like, "I I understand how it looked, but I really like it wasn't out of desire. It's like how I would kiss my daughters, and it's like, don't kiss your t- like your." your subordinates, like your children. Anyway, he didn't really acknowledge any wrongdoing and he has not done so yet. So here is the sequence of events that have led to today for this man. So FIFA then opened a disciplinary investigation. Spain's prime minister was like, "Bro, step down." Basically, everybody in Spanish government said, "Bro, step down." There re- were reports that he would at this like emergency assembly of the Royal Football Federation. He didn't do that. Instead, he went on the craziest rant against anyone criticizing his actions. He was like, "Is this so serious that you should let me go over this?" And yes, correct. He called his critics false feminists. And he said the backlash against him. And and I, I want to be careful about like translation stuff, but pretty much every translation has said he said this. He said that he called the backlash a social assassination. They're trying to kill me. So he accused the people criticizing him for non-consensual concept, conduct uh, as trying to assassinate him. So this is when the player, Jennifer Hermoso, she, she released a longer statement to really clarify that this was not OK. And she felt action need to be taken. It was a really, it was a really amazing statement. She wrote, I felt vulnerable and a victim of an impulse-driven, sexist, out-of-place act without any consent on my part. And um, it's a longer statement, like I said, that's really worth reading. It's very thoughtful. And she sort of like addresses a lot of the the factors here. So Ruby Alice claims that he got consent from her. He's like, no, we had a whole conversation. I was like, can I kiss you? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) Even though if you watch it happening, that's not happening. And she claimed, you know, he's like, she said afterwards, this isn't a big deal. And like we said, like whatever she said immediately after is not really relevant. Then the Spanish Soccer Federation backs him. They say that the player, Jennifer Hermoso, is lying and they threaten to take legal action against her. And then FIFA, nice, FIFA suspends this guy for 90 days. They're like, we got to take a pause. Uh, The Spanish women's team has said they're not playing any squad matches until he steps down. A few of the men's players have said they also won't play. I think at some games they've worn, you know, jerseys in solidarity. And now Spanish prosecutors are opening an inquiry into whether he can be charged with a crime linked to this non-consensual kiss, which I honestly don't think would have happened. Maybe not if he had just immediately been like, fuck, sorry, that was unacceptable. I'm stepping down. But him kind of like digging his heels in. And again, Jorge Vilda. Who so everything we talked about on the other episode about how this guy was like all the players were like we're not gonna play we're not gonna play for this guy unless it's addressed. Ruby Alice supported him during that controversy. He was totally behind him. They were grabbing their dicks at each other when they won. Who do you think Jorge Vilda is supporting in this? Not his man. Not his man. Ruby Alice. No, he's now speaking out <laughs> saying he regrets that the inappropriate behavior has tarnished the World Cup victory. Of course he has because he's like the heat's off me. Of course, of course, he's going to immediately dump this guy. And finally, to end the bullets here, Ruby Alice's mother has locked herself in a church and gone on a hunger strike until the end of, quote, the inhuman bloodthirsty witch hunt, which my son is being subjected to. And amid all of this, one more thing, this guy has also been now more is coming out about him and he's being accused of using Federation money uh, to arrange sex parties. And take women on international trips. Yeah. The the sex parties part, I <laughs> I don't I admit I don't know, but what do you need funds for? Like a venue? I
3: guess to rent yeah, to okay. rent a venue that's <laughs> big enough to for all the fucking. Um separately, <laughs> I once had a friend told me he went to a sex party at eleven AM on a Saturday. Oh because someone had to go to work. So oh, I imagine that that's person what must this have been a pretty critical <laughs> part of the sex. party. Yes, yes, <laughs> the whole sex party revolved around this person who had the night shift wow. at, a, at a restaurant. Also, can I just say so many Please. things to react to? First of all, the most Spanish reaction to your son. <laughs> I mean, talk about we really talk about how machismo is fueled by the mothers, and. Hmm your mother locking herself in a church and going on hunger strike until your son, cause your son has to reach. Con- like <laughs> this is just peak Spanish mother thing. It's just <sighs> like, wow, I could not think like, if someone wrote this, you, you would be like, this is insane. Oh, also, absolutely. Rubales is totally taking a-, a a thing from the Trump book as in never surrender as in. It mm-hmm. wasn't me. Hashtag shaggy. <laughs> it wasn't me when like, Dog, it was a viral fucking... Like, I could at least give some shitty credence or some whatever if it was just like a he said, she said thing, but it's not. We all have... We all ever. in the world saw it. Mm -hmm. Right after you grabbed your crotch
2: when the team wins the Women's World Cup. Sorry. your stinky
3: ass hands. Ugh, I hate this man. I'm also like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, if he was just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm humiliated. I shouldn't do that. I'm going to get, I'm going to remove myself for a little bit. Even if he doesn't want to like let go of his job, that would have been better. But now I'm like, man, I hope they, Like fucking now he's
2: being investigated for, you know, sexual aggression in Spain, which, again, I don't think would have happened had he just been like, okay cool. But because he's doubling down and he's claiming that he did nothing wrong. Now the state has to intervene and be like, that's actually incorrect. And I guess there's even some state or some government laws around like the conduct of of coaches where they can intervene. So, well,
3: yeah, I mean, it's going to cost
2: him a lot for we also watched him do these multiple gross things.
3: Well, we've also talked about like legislation in Spain being very progressive right. and pro-woman. They like you can, you know, call out for your period for mm-hmm. period cramps and you know, all of that. Um, and you know, I just wonder if those progressive laws are put in place to combat guys like this who are just fucking grabbing their Crouchers in front of 16 year old br- six- There's a lot of elements. There's too many elements. <laughs> right. It's too There's many. <laughs> it needs princess, editing. Women's World Cup. Uh-huh. The coach already is a fucking asshole. Then you got this person. Then you got Jennifer Hermoso. There's yeah. too many characters, too many things. I would I don't love know.
2: a World Cup, a Women's World Cup winner with a, that is not marred by accusations of sexism and pay or literal sexual assault. Sounds
3: like you but want too much.
2: I think so. Apparently, apparently. It's my false feminism. Yeah. Oh, false
3: feminism. Fuck this guy. It's false feminism to not want someone to kiss you. And oh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you didn't do it, sir. Exactly. <laughs>
1: of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homeshef.com/feverdream. That's homeshef.com/feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. homeshef.com/feverdream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
2: Our men. Okay, so one man comes up a lot in this segment. I suspect we could probably do a whole spinoff. Is is Elon Musk okay? We're going to unpack uh, Ronan Farrow's latest article in The New Yorker about the power that Elon Musk wields over the U.S. government and by extension the world. This is extremely upsetting. <laughs> Yes. Like many things in this episode. Okay, so this article is very long, like all New Yorker articles. The article opens <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel, Amanda? <laughs> I mean it went it went it went pretty it went fairly quickly. I enjoyed listening to them sometimes because it's always a guy that sounds like your grandpa but then like yeah. there's cursing in this one
3: <laughs> yeah 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 i definitely listened to this and oh, like wash yeah, dishes yeah, yeah. well this was the yogurt toast bath. Uh-huh, that's probably uh-huh. why i'm burping <laughs> right because of this, of this article. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> article we're having a physical reaction
2: okay so <laughs> this, it opens with a pretty chilling and specific example so because SpaceX had provided Starlink terminals to keep Ukrainians online during the Russian siege, Elon Musk was able to single- single-handedly cut off access to the internet for troops. And so, I, you know, we remember that time when he was claiming that parts of Ukraine wanted to be Russian and pulling his audience on the matter on Twitter. Around this time, I think he was literally just having conversations with Putin. And, you know, I think we all knew that was happening. But th- what this article really put into very, very um, stark and terrifying terms is how these things really manifest, like literally on the battlefield. He threatened for a while to cut access unless the U.S. fit the bill for Starlink in Ukraine. And then he walked it back while ultimately hammering out a deal with the Department of Defense. But I'm sure using that, he initially like cut it while they were on the front lines. And they were like, as long as we don't have Internet and can't communicate, people will die very quickly. Yeah, exactly. And he was just sort of like, oh, I don't want to be part of war anymore. And it's like, well, you kind of can't extract yourself kind of now. So the the kind of basis for this. This article is that there's obviously precedent for gazillionaires influencing foreign and domestic policy, but Ronan Farrow writes that this kind of takes it to another level. Like this man is everywhere, he's in very important things things that the government handles. And he's very erratic and unpredictable. Um, so it's not just how specific his involvement is. It's just how broad it is. He's in internet. He's in space exploration. He's in communication. He's in the auto industry. He wants to be an AI. SpaceX is currently the only way we NASA gets crew to space is through Elon's bullshit, which is terrifying. Again, because he's erratic. He's also so dominant in the electric vehicle market that the Biden administration has to work with he and Tesla on legislation that will actually work because he has so many so much influence over the charging stations like if something doesn't work for him he's usually going to get some sort of concession. And so this is not the only way that the government is reliant on Elon Musk. This man will have phone calls with Putin and the Pentagon in the same day like when that conflict it's ongoing but in in really intense moments he will probably continue to be really involved to the same degree when there's inevitably going to be more conflict with China. And I think the thing that I took away from this article is that this man is functioning like a world leader. But he's, he's not. He has not uh, – not that every world leader has earned it. Not even all of them have been democratically elected. But it's just – he's just some guy. He's just a very, very rich guy. And um, he's done some really strange things with that power. So he apparently authorized a SpaceX rocket launch even after the FAA had refused to grant him permission. That's not good. That's not okay. The government officials called him and basically had to, like, beat up his asshole and, like, compliment him a ton like we'd love what you're doing for for space before being like can you also please you know respect these guidelines there are tens of thousands of teslas on the road he apparently so teslas are all i think it's all electric cars actually it's got to be like they have to make a noise when stopped so that like they sound like cars your people are aware of their presence apparently he like really he really wanted it to be like a fart and the government had to be like, yeah, n- no. Uh, he had they. There was a feature in Tesla's where they would the self driving software is like based on how people actually drive. Most people do not fully stop at stop signs, but not fully stopping at signs stop signs is illegal. And so they had they had programmed the things to you know roll through stop signs at like six miles an hour. And the government was like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't program a computer to break the law. And then a lot of times like they'll go to him and they don't necessarily meet halfway, but he'll get a little farther. Like they'll they'll let him, exactly, exactly. And we're talking about some of the most important high stakes things that our country is involved in. So that's terrifying. The Ukraine thing really scared me because he always sort of like, will push things right to the edge, push things right to the edge. And then the people that are in the room and able to control him or control the situation are able to, but like, I feel like what we've learned from COVID and just a lot of things in the past couple of years is that we're all just in like a house of cars and this man has his erratic hands and,
3: and so, in so many things. Yeah. I, and also like, it's not even that It's not even... No one can rein him in. It's only to public backlash. So people have to be loudly complaining and shaming him to do the right thing. And, like, this is also... I mean, there's a lot of, over, you know, over-intersectional, like, problems that are uh, overlapping, problems that are, like, hitting this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, it's just kind of, like, the the STEM example of like why STEM people need to study humanities was kind of like with this, Mm -hmm. they didn't like, why, why can't we have the self-driving cars roll through stop signs? Like everyone else does it. Why can't we do it? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. well, when you have a conscience or a morality, you won't, you know, it's just crazy. So I, you know, this really stood out to me because I think we kind of, I've been feeling it. We've all been feeling it. You know, the one that hits me the most, obviously as an extremely online person is with, you know, X and all that shit. And like just the social media updates that I'm getting on like the updates. It's just like, mm-hmm. um, like you're not going to be able to do light mode. You can only do dark mode soon, which I'm like, I like dark mode, but it's like, Oh, we're at the whims mm-hmm. of whatever Elon likes. And like, There's kind of no way, like, he likes X, he's going to change X. Even though, from a branding perspective, changing something from Twitter to, like, it just doesn't make any sense. But, again, that's what Elon would want, so that's what the whole world is doing. Like, it's just, like, an example. And, you know, it's pretty kind of harmless, even though Twitter has, like, all this amazing, or, or this big political impact. So, like... Again, this article mm-hmm. really stood out to me cuz I just didn't understand the big wide reach and like how deep it went with all these things, mm-hmm. uh, especially like how much our government leans on him and like, you know, me I love like fucking um promoting <laughs> public transportation and I feel like the US is really behind on public transportation and infrastructure conversations and a lot of this conversations are due to elon musk because elon musk has promised to make some Mm -hmm. underground things or what he's doing in vegas with the hyperloop which is a shitty less efficient subway um he completely canceled like high-speed rail in california which is like really 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 needed Mm -hmm. and like you know it's just it's just interesting It's, it's like he is in control of so much in our government and he is a hot ass mess who's like Barely ever told no.
2: Right. What's really interesting, and this connects to everything you just said, like throughout the article, all of the, you know, associates of his that they talk to, they all are like what a lot of people say about him, which is that he's very intelligent and he's very interested in like the most ethical path forward for the planet. But I think he's just sort of like experimenting and taking shots at the dark to figure out how to get there. And it's like, bro, the stakes are too high. This yeah. isn't a simulation. Like, you you can't just be doing that. They they share so like. You know, Ronan Farrow talks to, like, a lot of people at the highest levels of government, defense, technology, and because of institutional sexism and how our society works. Most of those people are men who I think, you know, they recognize themselves in him and they're like, yeah, he's like, he wants to be a good guy. He has done a lot of things that have changed society for the better. But, like… One quote that I thought was great. I think this was from Sam Altman. He said, "Elon desperately wants the world to be saved, but only if he can be the one to save it." And mm-hmm. um, that's an interesting prism to to view a lot of his behavior. Like I, you, you guys, our listeners know we're not the we're not the ones in the comments running to give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt. But like that, that sort of makes sense to me that he, like you said, like there are solutions to a lot of the problems he's trying to solve that the experts that ha- have come up with, and it would be perhaps better if he followed their lead instead of just spending $44 billion on Twitter
3: <laughs> and ruining it. Yeah. And I think that this really reminds me of like, it's really great that like he's able to, he has like stepped outside the box and whatever, but the the problem with this, and it just reminds me of the conversation we had with comedian extraordinaire Alana Glazer, mm-hmm. who's so fucking smart and funny was just like, The risk and the effects and the consequences of their actions, they are so far removed from society and from things that these are all trivial, like philosophical debates. And they're not they're not living amongst people. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, they don't sweat with us. They don't Mm -hmm. get our they're completely separate. But their their actions have incredible effects on everyone else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like if you, if you walk by, you know, or you have family or whatever that experience homelessness, right. You're not going to be like, yeah, let's ship all the homeless people to another part of the, you know, cause you have a stake in that. You're like, actually like these people are members of our community or like all these other complicated problems that are plaguing society. Mm-hmm. But to these people up in a hill or separate isolated so rich they can get anything they want whatever they you know speaking in davos or whatever they all these are all philosophical unattached problems to them that they can whatever yeah. and they can experiment and risk and it's like whatever a video game
2: to them it and is. i know that's like how he got into tech is like that's what this article said his yeah. video game and it goes more into like you know i guess like when his parents split up he like I guess he like went to go live with his father even though he didn't really want to because his dad was lonely and then his dad was abusive towards him, which explains why he's like a little bit weirder than like his siblings. Uh, people are just people. And anybody that has that kind of wealth at their disposal and can kind of decide sp- spontaneously to make the moves that he has, it is scary. And you, we, do, we are entitled to ask some questions. And some some questions that people are asking is, is he doing too much ketamine? Well. <laughs> and like, you know, it's interesting because like we said, he's not a world leader. He's not been elected. We have we are entitled to ask if our elected leaders are on substances or on or are sick or something like that is our business, and then it, it sort of makes you question like somebody who is this involved and who has has so many entanglements and whose actions and state of mind can can have such a profound impact on the way all of us live and access things that like we all need pretty much every day um, is definitely a question
3: a question to be raised, and again like he's a. <laughs> he's against like SSRIs and like, right. right like dep- so he's using ketamine for depression. Totally
2: in a clinical setting, but they make it, his friends make it sound like he's just like court sort of just prescribing it to himself. In exactly. Like doses. most people
3: don't take it to uh, on a clinical setting. And like, it has a lot of, and because the reason why it's really helpful in a clinical setting is because they're managing the side effects and the side effects are you know hallucination or no with um sorry he you also abuses ambien mm-hmm. and the side effects are ambien use is hallucination and with ketamine it's all these other it's more erratic um less impulse or more impulsive behaviors and right. stuff which you know is great for the guy who's re- responsible for right. sending us to space and de- deciding Um, what world leaders get platforms and everything else.
2: Somebody quoted in the article was like, yeah, I mean, at a certain dose of ketamine, you, you can feel kind of like you're drunk and maybe it's okay if a librarian is drunk at work from time to time, but not, not certain people, not surgeons, not, not Elon Musk. (laughs) And yeah, it was just like, I think what made me, and then also these like associates and friends were like, I don't know, his life just kind of like sucks. Like he's very stressed. He's not happy. He's kind of like put all of this stuff on himself. And, um. I just I, that that sort of contributed to me finishing the article and feeling really icky and like
3: yeah. You know,
2: it's it's one of those things where it's like you're always able to sort of like catch him before he like you said the public backlash. I mean it's it's the same with politicians. It's like it's exhausting to have to like swarm to convince people not to do something absolutely crazy. Usually he kind of like sometimes will relent, but like you said, he'll change the Overton window and he'll leave things slightly more chaotic and unclear than they were before. And he's doing that with government too. Like he is able to control the regulations. He is able to kind of tell the FAA like, oh, is that regulation really that important? And they think, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not,
3: you know? And and not to get philosophical, but it's like, just like his fucking dad. Yeah. That is, you know what I mean? And like, I know Elon felt bad for his dad and that's why he went, you know, and not to say anyone deserves to be like, you know, whatever, but it's like, there's a reason why his dad was alone. Oh, totally. I was like, it, you know, that's the end. Like, there's a reason why Elon's alone.
2: My mom used to always say that to me. Like, I don't know when I was like a young kid. For some reason, I was like, oh, it's so sad that that old man is alone. And my mom, she'd be like, there's usually a reason. Like, well And that has proven itself. I mean, right? A lot of a lot of times.
3: Exactly. I mean, you know, it's not like he, you know, he spent his wealth. And there is something to be said about, you know, rich people using their money. And resources to fund experimental things, you know, that is how his we got brother, the library his system. His brother has, is growing herbs in Brooklyn in shipping containers. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Like Exactly. Or like, that's what, what I was going to say is like, yeah, like, that's how we got the public library system mm. is because people like, you know, wanted to see that if that could work or like whatever. But it's like, again, it's like it has to be him and he has to have all the answers instead of relinquishing. That is the dangerous At at its core, that's the most dangerous thing. It's not that, like, you know, he can be whatever, some stupid alt-right billionaire, stupid who gives a fuck, Cock brothers bullshit. But it's just that he has all this control and he won't listen to anyone who might have more perspective or nuance than him. And yeah it's just like he wants to be the one in the center of everything
2: and i think the sort of takeaway is that regardless about how you feel about elon musk
3: and his contributions
2: the point is that like it's kind of a, a a failure of our capitalist society that one man has created this opportunity for himself to be like and one man who is quite troubled um and he is part of absolutely everything and like our government is reliant on him um I think there was one line that was like the only thing worse than like a government monopoly is like just a private person. person." Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I'll just say this point that I'm saying all the time is drug abuse aside, it's just troubling how much this man wants to work. Apparently he's up every (laughs) night fucking reading emails. Yo, if I'm like, my goal is to never have to read Like to get an assistant, I'm just like, what are you doing? Why does everyone want to work so much? I get it. You don't want to be bored every day out at home. It's and, the God complex. Yeah, But it's just like, God damn, go on a fucking like, yo, hang out with something. your 11, your nine kids
1: and your relax. Nine
3: kids, you know, eight because one of them hates the mm-hmm, trans one mm-hmm. hates him uh, and is changing their name, their last name because they don't want to be associated. Try to repair that relationship and go fucking figure that shit out yet another uplifting
2: Ronan Farrow article that is our show for today until the end of democracy I'm Amanda Duberman I'm Millie Tamaras and this is the Betches Sub Podcast the Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman Sean Kilby Jorge Morales Pico and Rebecca sous editing by Rebecca sous social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sub on Instagram Twitter and TikTok and send us your emails at subpod at Betches Batches.